We're going to start things off by taking a trip out to Bismarck right now. Shane Balkowicz is joining us. Shane, as you know, uh, wet plate photographer, been guest many, many times on this radio show. And uh, a lot of controversy around a couple of photographs he took of Miss Greta Thunberg, the climate uh, activist who is uh, here in this past uh, summer uh, up at uh, the uh, uh, the uh, Standing Rock. And uh, they were going to put it up on uh, the wall in Bismarck. And, well, some people didn't like it. But Fargo says we're taking it. And by golly, it is going to happen on Friday. And Shane, thanks for joining us here on uh, KFGO tonight. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on again, Bob. Uh, you know, since we talked, since we found out that we're going to be, you're going to be putting a, this up in Fargo by the front street and back of the front street tap room, uh, you've had what, three more offers to, to put another, uh, mural up or photograph up? Well, they're not actually offers. They're actually confirmed. So, um, New York is going to be installing one. Um, there's a city in New York that's going to be installing one. And then, uh, Maryland just came on today and um, ordered a, uh, a large art installation for Maryland. And then um, I'm going to be taking the money that I would have been spending, um, my own personal money, to, which was my gift to the, the residents of this town. Um, since I'm not installing Greta here, I'm going to be uh, installing it down at Sittingville College, down at Standing Rock. Oh, very good, very good. So that'll, be, that'll be four locations. Wow. Well, congratulations on that. And... Uh... Who knows? There may be more offers coming once the people get a really good look at this. And it has been, you know, I was going to ask you, it has been shown all over the world, obviously. You've got in the Library of Congress and over in Sweden as well. But I tell you what really blew my mind is when you posted that photograph, uh, both of them, I I should say, were on that huge building in Paris. It was like a 40-foot screen or something. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, just a huge state-of-the-art uh, screen that they, uh, and that was all um, a show of support for me. So they had heard about the strife here and, and um, the attacks upon my work. And, and it was, um, it, it didn't really get much attention until um, the threats actually became um, real attacks on my work. And, and they threw eggs at my, uh, at my uh, Lady Liberty, my Liberty Trudges Through Injustice piece in downtown that's been there for more than a year. And in fact, they didn't just uh, throw it at the the piece that I have installed there. They they actually egged the faces of my children. So um, both my daughter Abby and my son Grayson appear in that uh, mural, and that's where the eggs were. Wow! Did they ever nab anybody for that? By the way, no, no. Wow! Gutless people, I tell you, it's 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 Power. incredible sometimes. Powered, yeah. Why is it? it is, is it just because she's 16 years old and a climate activist and getting the attention that a lot of adults have been able to, uh, you know, consider our climate problems here in this world? Is it, is it just because of that is why people are, are not on we're, we're, your side or her side? Well, there's not a side. I mean, we're just entrenched in this um, fossil fuel here in North Dakota and on some backwards thinking. Um, there was a post that I did this weekend on Facebook two Tesla um, charging stations are being installed downtown. The first electrical car charging stations in the city, the state capital in North Dakota. Let me remind you, this is March of 2020, not March of 2010. I mean, it's unbelievable that um, we are just getting our first charging stations here. 
you guys have had charging stations in Fargo for some time, haven't you? Well, you know, I know Moorhead has. Uh, Polly, maybe you know it is. Does Fargo have charging stations? I'm sure they do. They must have I somewhere. I think they, yeah, they do at the, the hotel. Like, we come into the element, they have the element and they, uh, they have charging stations there. I think they do at the FM Visitors Bureau. Oh, okay. Very yeah. good. Yep. That's probably, yeah. you're probably right. And I know. But I understand they, other places around the world have had charging stations for years now. And um, we're just getting our first charging stations, but I didn't. I don't see any boycotts or egging of the charging stations. Do you? I mean, aren't these the same topics? I mean, um, the hypocrisy of this um, isn't this the same issue? I mean, you're going to have a problem with a a photograph of a young uh, climate activist, but uh, you're not going to have a problem with uh, electrical charging stations. Interesting point. Interesting point. The. Uh the, the the photograph that uh, now there were two of them that you took of her, uh, but yes. you were going to put the one of her that you get the full standing position out in the field. Stand, That's standing, the to- standing for us all. So right. there was uh, the close up of her was called simply called Greta, um, which was a, a close up documentary uh, portrait. Uh, that uh, actual wet plate is in the uh, Nordiska Museet in uh, her home country of Sweden. It was a, a gift donated by my studio to her home country, a promise that I made to um, Savante, her father, when he was here. And then uh, standing for us all was at the Library of Congress. So uh, both original plates that I uh, had taken um, are no longer with me, and they are um, in permanent archives uh, around the around the world. So, um, yeah, it, it, standing for us all seems to be the one. That's, that, that's when she... Um, when she visited, she um, Greta had promised she she would share the work because she was really happy with the work that I'd done for her, and she really liked the standing for us all image. And I didn't even have the name at that time when I was with Greta. Um, I, I got that um, came up with that on the way home from uh, Standing Rock that day. Um, so she had promised me she would share, and and uh, share she did. She waited. Um, it was a very big day when Greta first came to America that day. I don't know if you remember in the media stuff when she arrived, but then even a bigger day was when she left and. And she saved my image. It was like two, three weeks later when she went back to her home country via that sailboat. She saved my uh, image and said goodbye to America and thanked me for the, the portrait. So she couldn't have. <laughs> and that's when we got the, within about four hours, there was two million um, likes and about half a million shares wow. on social media. So um, she really, um, I mean, she really honored my work by saving that very special day. Um, that post was a very special day. I mean, she made a bunch of posts while she was here. But it was the post of her arriving and the post of her leaving that were um, really got a lot of attention. And for her to use that uh, standing for us all image and saying thank you to me and to Standing Rock was uh, rather special. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting your opinion on this now, and it's just, just an opinion. But after that, should we call it protest or dissent from the Bismarck residents? Well, for a number of folks, that were by, by, but then you had a lot of support as well. But how do you oh, think? Absolutely. How do you? How absolutely. do you? How do you? Let's not forget that. How do you think the rest of the world felt about North Dakota? Well, we looked. Um, we didn't look too well. I mean, and it doesn't. Uh, um, it doesn't do me any. I, I don't I get any pleasure from. I understand the Bismarck, North Dakota, is where I was born in 1969. I've lived here my entire life, so. Um, it doesn't give me any pleasure to uh, have uh, the, the city of Bismarck or the residents here drug through the mud the way it was. And and I, and I want to say on your show as well, um, the city of Bismarck was nothing was a very cordial to me. The actual city. Um, this was just some rogue residents here. Yeah, because you um, went through you went through all the ropes to properly get the permits to properly oh, get everything to put they, up. They lo- 
Yeah, they, they, I mean, the city of Bismarck, uh, they've always loved my other works that I have installed here. So, I mean, they become pokey stops and the students stop by and, and visitors will drive through the Bismarck and they'll stop and get their picture and they'll send me a picture of them standing in front of my murals and stuff. So um, they've always been celebrated here. They're, they're part of the downtown. Um, there's a tour that uh, you can take, uh, downtown Bismarcks, and they're part of that. So the city of Bismarck was uh, fabulous. Uh, it always has been and uh, has always supported me and and, you know, when I was talking to the planner earlier that week, um, he said, well, there's no issues with this uh, installation chain. We're happy to have it. And, and um, But it was some um, some instigators, some detractors online. And, you know, um, it turns out one of the gentlemen is actually not even from Bismarck. He's from, he said lives up in Fargo. So um, these guys that started this uh, this trouble calling me a Nazi and, and things like that. And, and it just kind of escalated rather quickly. Um as soon as uh, things like the egging occurred, you know, there was, I, I suppose there was always people on the fence, but as soon as the egging occurred, and then as soon as the article came out on that blog, on that very hateful blog by those uh, <laughs> narrow-minded people that I'm a Nazi, um, people just fell on my side immediately. And um, that's when the tables really turned and this thing just went really south on them. And um, um, so what, what, what can you do? Well, by, that, by that point, I couldn't put... I couldn't put the well-being of the bakery um, or the the landlord, who's a friend of mine now. I couldn't put their well-being. I I can take. Uh, I've said this before. I can take something on the chin for my work, and I and I do, and I will continue to. I got no problem, but I can't. I can't ask some somebody else to. Uh, go into the fire with me, you know what I mean? So I had to pull the permit. Well, well, I, I want to explain something to the folks, too, who may not know. When you talked about them accusing you of being a Nazi, that was because you were driving a Porsche that you rebuilt yourself from the 1960s. And that was the reason yeah, yeah. why they brought this up. I can't believe anybody would have the mentality. To, there, there's, there's how many hundreds of thousands of Porsches in this country? That's a lot of Nazis. Well, it's, not, it's even worse than that, because if they're... They're, these guys are uh, morons, in my opinion. They don't even know their history because um, Ferdinand Porsche, the gentleman that actually met with Hitler to build the Volkswagen, which is the people's car, which is Volkswagen as we know it today, um, that was his brand. And Ferry Porsche invented the Porsche brand, his son, in 1948. So, in, in fact, um, the real Nazis would be Volkswagen drivers. You know, if you really got your history right, um, you wouldn't be attacking the Porsche brand. You would be attacking the Volkswagen. And as you know, there's probably more Volkswagens in North America than there are Porsches. So Very true. It, it becomes rather complicated. So, But it, it just shows the mentality and the stupidity and um, the, the the lack of knowledge, um, the lack of history. And and if you read these this blog, if you, if you I mean, it's not hard to do, and I'm not going to give their name because we're not going to give them any publicity, but if you... Um, if you just type in Balkowicz Nazi on Google, it'll be the first link out there. Um, if you read through any of these guys' dribble, I mean, y- you would think that they actually could write, but these guys can't even write. I mean, they're they're just they're they're they're, they're terrible writers, and and that's their one task, right? I mean, you have a blog, you would think that you would you could put a couple sentences together and 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 be articulate and intellectual and stuff, and and um, they can't be because they're they're idiots. But 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 Shane, one thing that really troubles me. I mean, deeply troubles me, is that there are people out there who believe this crap. Well, you know, we got to we got to put that into perspective too, because I, I had heard, you know, when I was going through all this, and it was about a three week ordeal, and and I'm still going through it a little bit, but I, you know, um, I've come out of this with a stronger artistic voice than ever. Um, I mean, they have uh, 
I mean, they have elevated my my work um, unbelievably. Um, but we, we have to put it in perspective. So someone told me, well, did you see what the, the blog said? And they called you a Nazi and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I was really, really in the middle of all this and working on this. And, and Mike Williams from Fargo, the previous deputy um, mayor there, I mean, he was he came to my aid within hours. I mean, I'm telling you, it was like six hours. And he says, Shane, just give me a couple hours. I'm working on this. We're going to turn this thing around. And Damn if he didn't within a couple of hours come <laughs> back and say we're gonna we're gonna take it in Fargo. So he threw me this light preserver. But so you know, some weeks went by and, and I said, okay, well I got to address this blog. These, these these hateful. I got to find out what, what these guys are all about. And I I was thinking I was gonna go out there, you know, and I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna run into what fifty thousand people or seventy five thousand people. Yeah, I know. I was thinking I was, you know, I didn't know what I was what I was gonna. I didn't know how many followers they had or anything like that. I go out there, they had twenty two hundred followers. And I'm like, I just started laughing to myself. I said, "What a! They've been doing this for years. They have 2,200 followers. I mean, what a pathetic showing!" Yeah, so that was uh, let, let's not give them more. Let's not give them more uh, of a uh, a base than they are. So, so I, you know, I could get 2,200 likes in an afternoon. So um, for them to be working <laughs> on this hateful blog for years and to have 2,200 measly followers, I, I it was it was laughable at that point. And I thought, well. Uh, this, these guys are just, uh, they are who I thought they would be. And, and it wasn't some large number. I mean, I, w- I would get more concerned if I was you, Bob, if it was, you know, we went out there and there's 75,000 North Dakotans that were following this and listened to their dictate on a, on a daily or weekly basis. But that's just not the truth. These, these guys are nobodies. Um, nobody listens to them. And, um, you know, and if the, the fact be known, they, they came after me because all, all they wanted was, they, they know they mentioned my name and they're going to get some kind of publicity out of it. So they've gotten more visitors and stuff from uh, just mentioning my name than they would have uh, not mentioning my name. So that, that may be part of the tactic as well. So Shane they, Bul- they don't, uh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say Shane Bulkowitz, our special guest tonight here on KFGO, standing for us all. The uh, wet plate photography, the photograph that she took of uh, Greta Thunberg is going to be set to go up uh, in Fargo, uh, right behind the Front Street uh, tap room, and that is going to be on Wednesday. And uh, Mike Williams, of course, as you mentioned, a big uh, big supporter of this movement to get that uh, photograph here uh, in Fargo. Tell us, and, and we should we. Yeah, I'm sorry. We should talk about that Wednesday. Is um, you know, I was going to be coming, and we had the Fargo Film Festival and everything, and, and so we're calling Wednesday off um, because of this coronavirus thing. So the last thing we wanted to do is have a crowd, and we were going to have, well, there was going to be hundreds and hundreds of people at the at the um, at the Fargo Theater to uh, to watch the documentary, and then that afternoon we were expecting a very large crowd or for the unveiling. We were going to do an unveiling and everything of the of the installation. So she will be installed sometime this week, um, with any luck. Um, and then people can, you know, stop by and uh, see her and stuff. But we, we plan on in the coming weeks when all of this stuff um, calms down and we don't have to worry about crowds because we really want to do the sensible thing. Um, we, we, we've called this all off. So I, I'm not even going to travel to Fargo this week um, for the uh, for the installation. We're oh. just going to put her, we're going to put her up and um, we're just going to uh, people can obviously drive by and see it. Um, but we don't, we're not even sure what time it's going to go up this week. And I don't really want to give a time because the last thing we want is to have crowds. So I'm an oncology nurse by trade. So, um, it's important um, that I try to uh, pay attention to science and what science is telling us is we shouldn't have groups. And we were going to have a a large amount of groups uh, and people gathering, um, if we did an installation. So we, we pulled that idea and the Fargo Film Festival, um, is no longer as well. 
Um, and uh, we'll just uh, we'll celebrate it at a different time. By the way, do you know is your show going? To, your movie going to be showing later on if they do uh, uh, decide to hold this? We're, we're yeah. hoping so. That's what we're we're, we're hoping that um, it will. Um, we really like to get it in Fargo because the people obviously who supported uh, supported me. But uh, there, you know, in the documentary, um, we cover the Greta Thunberg um, uh, image capturing, and we also. Uh, Liberty Trudges Through Injustice, um, the the big collaboration with over 50 people and eight months of planning, that's also covered in that documentary. So um, that that's our plan, and I, I think our friends, um, hopefully at the Fargo Film Festival, when things settle down and and maybe they can have uh we can have a showing at some point in the in the fall, but that's all still up in the air, and we're just kind of working around that. But there will be some kind of formal once this is uh, this uh, coronavirus thing is gone. I will I want to be coming to Fargo and. And um, you know, um, celebrating uh, the installation uh, with all of you guys there. Yep. Rumor, rumor I'm hearing is that there, there may be a uh, film festival, but to be an abbreviated edition. So uh, that's and what I've heard that's so rumor far. I'm hearing as well. I just don't want to put any undue burden on them right now, as far as commitments. You know, they're they're um, we're just going to let Emily, I'm a fabulous lady over there that runs that place. I mean, the Fargo Theater is a I mean, I don't know if you guys, I mean, you guys are there all the time, and I don't know if you guys, and you probably don't take it for granted, but I'm telling you, the Fargo Theater, for me, is a very historic, um, you know, um, it's a very historic place, and, um, you know, she does just, just a wonderful job there. So it was going to be such an honor to be part of that film festival, and, and we won an award and everything. When, you know, they came to our aid as well, when the, all these attacks on my work came, they gave us, I, I believe it's called the Prairie, the Prairie Freedom Award um, for the film as well, so... Um, you know, Fargo has been nothing but just supportive of me and, and what I'm trying to do. And, and I just want to make sure that I can properly repay the, the you know, the grassrootsy people, Mr. Williams and the, and the landlord there and the pub and everything um, for being generous to, you know, a complete stranger. I mean, I was a stranger to them, right? I mean, they didn't know me. They heard about my strife and they knew it was a couple hundred miles away and they, and they just reached out. I mean, that's what, and, and, and Mr. Williams, I mean, that was his point, was that not all North Dakotans feel this way, Shane, and we're going to prove that. And damn, didn't he, he, I mean, he proved it. Say, <laughs> so we've got a, we got a text message that came in, Shane. I want to, I want to throw this at you, and I want to add something to this as well. Uh, this is Nighttime Live. My problem with Greta is that if you watch and listen to her, she looks and sounds like a puppet controlled by her father, who wasn't uh, getting any attention himself as a a bunny lover, I think that's what it says. But uh, with her pushed out, uh, what he, my, the deal was, I, I saw a video of her father. You just got that right now? Yeah. I don't know if you, yeah, isn't that, I don't know if you I, saw. Just, uh, do you think this person met, has met Greta? I've, I spent time with Greta. Well, no, I was going to ask you this and question. It, I was going to ask you this question, Shane. Hold on one second. I saw a video yeah. interview of her father, and his father, her father, I should say, refi- said he did not want her to travel. She she demanded it. She actually wanted it. She you went, know the story. This idiot that just text messaged you, and I'm sorry about it. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's attack. So here we're just on the phone talking, and this idiot attacks this girl. He doesn't. He's never met her. He knows nothing about her. Why doesn't he just go look at the recent interviews and, and the past interviews with her parents? Does he understand that Greta was uh, suffering from depression and until she found this path that she's on, that her parents wanted no part of this? Her mother was a very successful singer um and traveled all over the place and decided to give that all up for her daughter so this isn't they've got this the other way around yeah i, I, I mean, saw they, the video they, of her the... parents are being 
their parents are they saw what um what this they got their daughter back and they thought they couldn't believe that they got her back in in, in with this new um um you know this this new attention that she had and where she where she wanted to go and where she wanted to focus her efforts and they couldn't have been happier. So what they, they, they just followed her and allowed her, allowed her to do whatever she wanted. So the person that just text messaged you or whatever is ill-informed, um, and they, they should do a little research and do um, wanted to, why don't they watch some of the, the interviews and stuff and look at the true story, because there's plenty of it out there, and it's not just within the last month that this stuff has come up. It's, yeah, I mean, her story is well-documented, and there's been many in groups. So, yeah, people um, say, well, what did that, she drive? It seems like propaganda. Some people say, well, 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 how did she get over here? Well, yes, yeah, she did sail. Yes, I know she sailed. But I was told the other day, and maybe, I don't know if you knew anything about this, but, you know, her traveling around inside the country of the U.S., I was told that, uh, that she was lent a Tesla, an electric Tesla, from Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's it, true. That's a true story. Can you believe that? So I mean, I mean, but it doesn't really matter because we all can be hypocrites. Okay, the person that uh, text messages you, you are you're a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. I mean, I'm sitting in my house right now doing this interview with you. This house is heated with natural gas. I mean, how far are you going to take that? That doesn't mean we are all hypocrites right now when it comes to fossil fuels. So the the other side just saying, pointing out that oh, you drive a, a gas powered car, you're you're a hypocrite. That's absurd because we're all hypocrites. But what we have to realize is that we're going to have to change. We're going to have to change relatively quickly. So it's a very, very childish thought that pointing fingers and saying, well, you know, so, so now what am I going to do? I'm gonna, what am I going to do? I'm going to burn logs to heat my house, run my business. You know, what, what, what are you suggesting? So at what point am I not a hypocrite? I'm always going to be a hypocrite in this present state. In this present state, uh, everyone in the world is relying on fossil fuels, and we need to move away yeah. from it. That's a fact. Well, so some of us are going to what? And I can about imagine the early 1900s, Bob. I can about imagine. Can you about imagine the guys with their saddles and their horses not seeing that first Model T drive by and say, "I'll never do that." That there's no way that I'll ever drive a car. <laughs> That's what you have. You have people right now sitting on horses saying, "I'm never going to do that," and history will show. That they're idiots. History will show that they were wrong. The guys that thought they were never going to drive in the car, they were wrong. The guys that thought they were going to always drive gas cars and never move to electric cars, they are wrong. And history is going to show all of this. So let's decide what side of history we want to be on. And that guy who just texted you, he's on the wrong side of history. Shane Balkowicz, we're out of time. we got to run, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us tonight here on KFGO. Congratulations again on all your fantastic work. And uh, let's see if we can add some more spots uh, for Greta's yeah, photo across this country. And, and we'll, see you, uh, we'll see you this summer when we can uh, celebrate the mural installation and uh, the documentary, sir. You got it. Thank you much, man. Take care. Have a great day.